hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Together With Him. Amen. Together With Him. We're spending some time together with Jesus. You know, I tell you, there is nothing like family. Yeah, family. Family is so important. Uh, One of the main reasons why God created us was that, you know, he wanted a family. Christians, to be Christ-like, we're to be part of his family. Hallelujah, I thank God that I was born again. Born into a family that... God ordained. Amen. You know, the first family you are born into, praise God that you were born. But what about the family of God? Amen. That is so important. God loves us and we're to love each other. And I want you to know that I love you. I do. I love you. I love my church family. I do. I'm Sister Ann, if I didn't say earlier. You know, and I want you to know that Jesus loves you, and you know, so do I. That's something that we have to learn to do. The great revelation of salvation and understanding or trying to get an understanding of his love praise God I love the Lord and he loves me and he loves us hallelujah and we're to love each other yeah love love is huge it's huge the Bible says God is love He is love. And, you know, we seem to hop over that and skip over that part. Yeah. And even in love, it's like there's a a justice. There's a way of doing things. You know, even in love, there's, there's a way to where we're you know, people say, okay, well, what is it about God? If God was so great, if he was so loving, then why would he allow? Hmm. And, you know, he He doesn't allow some things because it's not in his plan. So he'll he'll get right in the mix of some things. But, you know, one thing that his love is so awesome and great is that everything will work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. God ordained some wonderful, great things. He, he ordained holiness and sanctification. Yeah, we talked about that last week. He ordained it. He's made a way in his love. Amen. To where he uh, has empowered us. To where we can love too. Yeah, to receive his love. Oh, I just love the Lord. <laughs> How about you? God is so wonderful. You know, and one thing about him and his wonder. You know, people say, oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, he is. He He's a wonder. He's a wonder in my soul. 
He is a wonder in my soul. He is a wonder in my soul. He is a wonder in my soul. Bless his name. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Brother Frank Hollins. Be blessed, sister. Good evening. Good evening to you, Brother Frank. You know, you want to drop a line to say, uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead and do that. You know, we're here to hang out and spend some time together with Jesus. Amen. Now, you know, one of my favorite things to do, let's get this party started. And I enjoy my praise break. I enjoy my praise breaks. I do. I enjoy them because, you know, one thing about uh, the praise break hmm, is that when you get to thinking about the goodness of Jesus, ha, ah, come on, and all of who he is. I ain't talking about just what he's done. Yes, he's mighty. Yes, he's magnificent. Yes, he's creator of heaven and earth. But because of who he is, huh? we can't lose. We can't lose. We are on that track of eternal huh? right relationship with God when we receive him, when we receive his love. And I just can't help but to praise him. I can't help but to praise him. Amen. Now, you know this praise break. I found this. And I, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. And you enjoy it too. Enjoy the praise break. Amen. Enjoy Jesus. Spend some time with him. Hang out and enjoy Jesus. Come on. Let me turn this up a little bit. Hmm? Sound like they getting ready to get started. Huh? Sound like they already. Now, this was from 2018. So, there's no mass in this one. But look at this brother right here. He's not going to let nobody outpraise him. Huh? He's not going to let anybody outpraise him. He's picking it up and he's laying them down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Go ahead and give him some glory. He's an exciting guy. Thank you, Lord. Exciting. Hallelujah. Woo, sisterhood hanging out at the altar. Thank you, Lord. He said she's going to get her praise on, too. Yeah. Come on now, sis. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Come on. You know, we collectively get with each other to hang out so that we can praise our God. That's another reason why we hang out. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, 
they are handling their business. Thank you, Jesus. Handling, handling, handling. Ha! Yes, I love the Lord. I love him. I love him. Young man, go ahead and handle it. Thank you, Jesus. Get your praise on. He's worthy to be praised. God is worthy, y'all. You know, he is. One thing about it, you know, people say, okay, well, God ain't real. You know what? You haven't you haven't tried. You, you ain't tried the real deal, the real God. Hallelujah. Maybe one of them, the issues is that, uh, you know, you don't really know who God is. And that's what we are here for. Hmm? We're here to minister to each other, spend some time together uh, with him and let him minister to us. And we minister to each other and hang out. Thank you, Jesus. And talk about the word of God, the word of God. You know, we, we uh, at times we're like, OK, well, who is God? Who is God? He's love. He's creator, huh? He's way maker. He's heart fixer. He's mind regulator. Hallelujah! He is the the sovereign one. He is the the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. God is. He's the great I am. Who? Thank you, Jesus. He's the great I am. He is who he is. Thank you, Lord. And you know, the thing about it, people want to try to figure him out. Yeah, you know, he he shed some light. He shed some light on who he is and who he is to us, who he can be to us, who he can be to his people, the people that said, said yes to him, huh? to want to be in that relationship. Thank you, Lord, to receive his ultimate love of sacrifice, him, his shed blood on the cross. Woo, come on now. My God, our God. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, here we are. Here's our, look, love, God is love. You know, and one thing that he does and one thing that he has majorly done for his people is that God, he covers, he covers. Hmm? And what is that? What is to cover? You know, we ask that, okay, I'm a cover. Look, he has covered so much. He's covered our sins. He's covered our nakedness. He's covered so much in our lives. He's covered our shame. God has done that and he's done it wonderfully he's done it wonderfully one thing that that I used to couldn't stand and and I still have an issue with this is that if someone says they love you if someone says they love you then they ought to want to protect you they ought to want to cover you but you can always tell when folks really aren't loving you. They want to shame you. They want to throw stuff in your face and and make it just hurt. And the excuse they say is, "Oh, I I just want to I just wanted to hurt your feelings. I I was hurt, so I wanted to hurt." Well, you know, I think about that. 
And even in my own life, I'm like, I'm not trying to shame anyone that I love. I want to protect those that I love. I want to take care of those that I love, you know, especially our family members, our children, our grandchildren, for you married, each other, you know, because really these people that are around you, when, when they see the love of Christ, that's the only love. That is the only true love that they'll see initially hmm, is the love of Christ coming from our lives to the world to be that light, the light of love. Hmm. Ooh, the light of love, to see love, hmm. the salt of love. Yeah, to where it's just delicious. It just makes it better. Even though there's so much going on in the world, love is being shown to where it's bearable. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's good. You know, this picture here, I kind of blurred it for a reason. Because it could have been, been and could be any man. But I thought this picture was just beautiful in that here's a dad who has a baby wrapped in a blanket and he's holding the baby close. Well, think of that. Think of that. Think of that as God. Think of him as he is our father. And he has wrapped us in his love. He's wrapped us in his salvation. And he keeps us close. Think of that visual. That's so important because, you know, in this society, in this world, this fallen world, we see so much lust. Hmm? We see so much of, oh, it's all about me, myself, and I. We see so much selfishness and so, so many issues that when we do try to Uh, understand or try to receive God's love it's like oh well you know that ain't real that's not real that doesn't make any sense because my daddy wasn't there Hmm? you'll say that but the truth is is that God is there he is real in our lives (laughs) you know I kind of play on words Israel he is real Israel he is real. Uh, you think about that. God is. Hallelujah. And we talked a little bit about family. Family, it's like one of the main reasons why we come together in church is so that we can spend time as a family of God coming together in worship and and praise and prayer and ministering to one another and hearing the word of God that the Lord has given to the man or woman of God for that moment to to come together as a family to cover each other um, in 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 belonging one of the reasons why we go to church is so that we can have an affiliation Uh, Not just an affiliation, but to be a part of, 
a family. And that's one of the reasons why this time, this pandemic has been so devastating. It's because uh, it is taken away from and it interferes with the fellowship of the church. It interferes with it. Now, we're together here on the online the website and all internet www all of that we're here now and that's good that's good but there's nothing like getting together they went from house to house the early church came together in fellowship yes and that's something that that is important and we're gonna pray you know and you should pray with me and pray with us in that Give us the insight of how to minister to each other, whether we're in the church or whether we are in maybe not a church, maybe in a park, but to collectively come together and to continue to grow the church in a way to where it gives God glory and the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is still growing that's important. We don't want to just give up, but we want to cover each other in love, in prayer. And the first place to do that is with the family, isn't it? Let's go to, let's go to Genesis chapter three. I'm going to look at Genesis chapter three, verses six through 11. Now the first family was Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's the first family. And God, <laughs> he was there. Yes, he he was. And he ministered and spent time with the man. Hallelujah. But in that time, there was a fall. That's that's what happened. We got separated. Our relationship with God, something else got in the mix of our relationship with God. And it's called sin. And the sin of disobedience, sin entered into this world. Let's look at um, verse 6. And I always read in the Amplified here. But, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband with her and he ate. So we can go back. We know the story. We know the story that uh, Eve ate of the forbidden fruit. God said, look, you can have any of the fruit, anything in the garden here, but just don't eat the fruit of this tree. Hmm. And here she goes listening to Slewfoot and desiring it within herself she was drawn away because of her own lusts and desires and she ate and then here comes her husband who was really supposed to cover her because he knew the truth and he should have stopped it right there we don't know why he didn't but he didn't and he ate of the fruit too verse 7 then the eyes of the two of them were open that is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, 
and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Yeah, they knew they were naked. They were shamed. They were shamed. They had fallen. Uh, they, their eyes were open. And then here they go. They think they're going to make themselves a covering that's going to fix this thing that they fallen or decided to go and get into this sin. They, they thought they were going to fix it hmm, by making fig leaf coverings. Verse 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. See, sin will make you hide. Sure will. You ever wonder why the world is the way it is? Well, the main reason is that because, yes, sin. And instead of instead of running to the Savior, the the one person that can make it right, sin wants to hide. Mm-hmm. It wants to hide itself. I, I used to say, and I still notice this about some friends, you know, you have friends and everything and you don't hear from them in a long time. This used to happen really a lot years ago when we were all young in Christ and we're older now. Uh, but you wouldn't hear from them. And it's like, oh, well, I wonder how they are. What's going on? But in your heart, you knew that, look, they were probably doing something that that they didn't want you to know about because they knew that you were holding on and you were going to tell them and encourage him to do what's right and come out of that sin situation, but they didn't want to. So they'll run and hide. That's what sin will do. That sin makes you want to run and hide. All right. Verse 9, But the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Where are you, Adam? Uh, Can you see the situation that you found yourself in? Can you see that you are in a sin situation? Where are you? Do you know where you are? Where you where you have found yourself to be because of the decision hmm, that you made? Verse 10, he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. And God said, God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten fruit from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? You know, people want to argue <laughs> about uh, what kind of fruit was it or whatever. It doesn't matter. God said, don't eat it. And he knew which tree not to eat of. God commanded him, don't do that. You're going to mess things up because the wages of sin is death. It straight is. And, you know, even death in in your relationships, true friendships and in relationship, even to yourself. Sin may seem cool for a season, but after all that, it's straight death. It's bondage. It's to the point to where you can't even function. You just want to wake up and die. Yeah. Very seldom do we hear about saints wanting to commit Harry Carry. Very seldom. And that's because, look, they have 
the the word of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, God covers our minds with his blood to to strengthen us and keep us and, and, and to encourage us and to know that we are loved. And then we get to love others. Our love is is nothing unless you give it away. Yeah, because then well, how's that song? You you end up having more. So that that that's what what happens in a time when when saints are going through. They're like, look, I know God loves me. I'm going to trust him to the bitter end. Then then we have church family. We have other brothers and sisters in Christ to where we can call them on the phone and ask him for prayer. And then we're taught to know that we can pray for ourselves. Amen. Get our little blessed oil out and go to God. And then we we spend time with God too, don't we? Yes, we do. See, God came and ministered and visited the man in, in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day. So that's that's just a blessed, sweet time, isn't it? So we make sure that we spend time with the Lord. And, you know, I'm like this. I spend time with God as much as I can. I wake up telling him thank you. Yeah. And these are these are things not to say that I'm all bad in a bag of chips because I am certainly not. God thinks I am. But the truth is, is that I have learned to love him. I've learned to love God. And in loving him, I want to wake up and say, good morning, Father, in Jesus name. Now, I might not like my day. I might not like to, what I see, but then I get to love him. And someone you really love, you know, ladies, you'll trust them. You trust, trust your kids, what they say, and trust your spouse and what they say. Hmm? When you love folk, you'll trust them. So I'll just trust God and to know that the day that he's bringing, that he's brought and decided to wake me up in that morning, that he's going to bless it and it's going to be all right. He's going to lead me and guide me. So God was like, look, uh, I told you not to eat of that fruit. You must have ate of the fruit that I told you not to eat of. Well, what's the solution, guys? What's the solution? God wasn't going to, you know, ooh, hallelujah. God wasn't going to let Slewfoot, because who? The uh, Eve said, look, God went to Adam and said, Adam, what happened? Adam blamed it on the woman. And then here he goes to the woman. What have you done? God asked, what have you done? Well, she says she blames it on the snake. Huh? <laughs> she blames it on the snake. And, you know, it, it sounds funny, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it is funny in the sense that, you know, sin doesn't even you don't even want to own up to it don't even want to own up to it you want to just pass it along spread it around well they found themselves in a way and we still have found ourselves in the way as mankind to where we have to we need a savior we need a savior we need a way to get this sin up off of us we need to be washed clean but here's what God did verse 21 Verse 21 of the same chapter, Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. The Lord God made tunics 
of animal skins for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Yeah. See, hallelujah. God loved man so much. He knew what man was up against, but he didn't take his God finger and and kill them and destroy them. You know, he covered them. He covered them. He loved them to cover them. Hmm? Yes, he did. And that's what that's what God's love does for us and his salvation does for us. Huh? It washes away our sins, though our sins be as, as scarlet. He makes them as bright as snow. Huh? He does that. He he covers. He blesses. He washes. He cleanses us. He has done that with his blood through Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important, so important to receive him in all of who he is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this next scripture, Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, this is a very unusual description and depiction of how God has ministered, had ministered to the children of Israel and had made a covenant relationship with the children of Israel to be God's people, his people, you know, and, and as Gentiles, I'm a Gentile. Anybody that's not a Jew is a Gentile and we've been grafted in. In other words, we've been brought in to the covenant, to the relationship to the promise that God himself will never break. And with that, in this book of Ezekiel, it's a little graphic. It really is a little graphic. But God himself is sharing the intensity of what he has done for the children of Israel, what he's done for them, and the intensity of his love. Huh? God, he loves strong. Oh, yes, he does. He loves strong and he loves deep. Yes, he does. Let's look at um, Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. Now, Ezekiel's in the Old Testament. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, make Jerusalem understand the heinous and vile nature of their repulsive, idolatrous acts and say, Thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem, all of Israel, your spiritual origin and your birth are from the land of the Canaanite. Your spiritual father was an Amorite and your spiritual mother a Hittite. Hmm. Now, God is explaining, look, one thing about idolatry, idolatry is to worship idols. Hmm. That's what idolatry is. So as saints of God, as children of God, in the family of God, in the kingdom of God, we are to watch, make sure that we don't worship idols. Now, all there's all kinds of idols set up in this world system. All kinds of idols. We worship idols of, let's think of the basics 
the the job idol, the the house idol, the car idol, what kind of car you drive, all the other little idols in your in your home. You know, I got this. This is you know, I'm blinging out idol, all kinds of idols, people, other people, items, idols, but just to know for sure that God is your only source of life, your only source of being, that he is your God, that we go to him and we we lift him up and worship him and trust him. That will keep us from dealing with these idols, getting all frustrated and, and wondering what we're going to do now because you set the job higher and made it an idol. He knows that we need work. He knows that we need income. He knows that what we're in need of before we even ask. And certainly we ask. But we don't make these things an idol to go trust in them. See, so God has issues with idols and I don't blame him. And this is where the children of Israel have found themselves to be. And he calls it heinous and vile nature, a repulsive nature acting out in in an idolatrous situation. Huh? That's sin. He calls that heinous and vile, repulsive. Thank you, Jesus. And say, thus says the Lord of, of God, Lord God to Jerusalem of all the of all Israel, all of Israel, your spiritual origin, your birth are from the land of the Canaanite. Your spiritual father was an Amorite and your spiritual mother was a Hittite. Now, these were this were these weren't people of God. These were his enemies, people possessing the land. And, you know, they were like uh, not cool people. They didn't know God. And here's where the children of Israel had actually came from. But God is saying, look, and verse four, and as for your birth on the day you were born, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water for cleansing, nor were you rubbed with salt or even wrapped in cloths. Hmm. No, I looked with pity on you to do any of these things for you to have compassion on you, but you were thrown out in the open field. For you were loathed on the day that you were born. Now see, this is this is a terrible thing, a terrible sight to be in that way here, uh, a babe, a born, and you're you you have no way to protect you. You have you weren't cleansed or swaddled or protected in any way, and you were just exposed. See. And this is what God was telling the children of Israel. But here he goes. Here's God. He's saying, and when I pass by you, hallelujah, this is God saying, telling the children of Israel, when I pass by you and saw you squirming in your newborn blood, I said to you while you were in, were there in your blood, live. Yes, I said to you while you were there in your blood, live. See? And, and even though we found ourselves in a bad way, God has made a way of escape and has told us to live. He's made a way and has told us to live. And he did that for them. And here, here, here's what God is explaining. I made you, he's Israel, he's talking to Israel, multiply with plants which grow in the field. And you grew up and became tall and you reached the age for 
wearing fine jewelry. Your breasts were formed and your hair had grown, yet you were naked and bare. Yeah. So God had 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 blessed the children of Israel to where they grew, but they didn't have a covering. They didn't have a covering of God himself in their lives. And here's what God says that he did. Then, verse 8, I passed by you again and looked on you. Behold, you were maturing and at the time for love. And I spread my skirt over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you, says the Lord God. And you became mine. See, God loves deep. He loves deep. And he shared in that in that detailed way to help us understand uh, that we are are open when we receive him. We are open to him. And when we receive his covenant with him, that's that's kind of how it is, even in the New Testament church. The Holy Spirit fills us, hallelujah, in our hearts and minds. And by his blood, his blood washed us and cleansed us from from our sin sickness and where we found ourselves. Hmm? And he offered this, this love, hallelujah. He offers this love to us. He sees that we don't have a snowball's chance in this world without him hallelujah but God loved us and he loves us hallelujah praise God now here's the book of James let's go to the book of James and we're gonna we're gonna see what is it what is it about this love so we receive God's love but we're also to love one another that's something that i think we miss i think we miss that you know we we find ourselves judging one another and you know competing with one another and you know holding out we're on the same team y'all we're in the same family and maybe some families experience that they have some the moms or dads had favorites and this this sibling is against that sibling. You know, you'll have that in families too. But in God's family, that's not his way. His way is to love each other. Love each other. Let's look at James. James chapter 5 verses 19 through 20. I think this is so important. Hallelujah. Because, you know, people don't really want to stretch out and share to say okay I see that you're not headed in the right direction I see you're headed in the wrong direction as my brother or sister and I'm going to pray for you so in that when you see that 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 brother or sister is is not being loving or they're being standoffish or they're not returning your calls or maybe they're whatever the case is you know, we, we see that and what what are we to do? What are we to do? It used to be big controversy back in the church and who's to who is to minister to uh the the saints of God. We're to minister to each other, but it's gotta be in love. Let's look at James chapter five, verse nineteen through twenty. 
my brothers and sisters, if anyone among you strays from the truth and falls into error and another one turns him back to God, let the latter one know that the one who has turned a sinner from the error of his way will save the one's soul from death and cover a multitude of sins, that is, obtain the pardon of the many sins committed by the one who has been restored. Hmm. There we go, that love. That love is covering, huh? It's covering up some things. Thank you, Lord. It's not exposing the sin. Oh, you know, the sin and gossiping, backbiting, and not being friendly. One of the main reasons why I used to fellowship with certain churches was because of the love. I enjoyed the fellowship, hanging out together and and worshiping God together. But, you know, you can tell when when something's going on, folks are, you know, it gets stale or whatever. And, you know, you don't want to go back. You ever wonder why it's hard to go to church sometimes? It's hard because, look, there's nothing to look forward to. Yes, we have to be the bigger Christian and bring the love. Yes, we do. So we show up anyway and we bring the love. But you know what, saints, brothers and sisters, show some love to each other. Don't let the ones show up. They're the they're the ones bringing the love all the time. And then, you know, you're the one always having the chip on your shoulder or you're the one always having issues or whatever. And they always have to encourage you, you know, be the blessing to encourage them. Be a friend. Hallelujah. Song says, what a friend we have in Jesus. Uh, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. But what a friend we have in Jesus. Can we be a friend to each other? Yeah, we're, we're someone, they, they may not get a chance to talk to the pastor or the missionary or the mother. And, you know, they they might pour something out and share it with you. Can Can you hold it? Can you hold it and pray for them at that moment? Don't just say, oh, I'm going to pray for you and walk away. It's, you know, when you have a church to where it is very loving, they it, you don't show up and, and here you're getting a phone call. You want checking on you. Is everything all right, brother so-and-so? Is everything all right, sister so-and-so? See, that doesn't happen again anymore. They, they don't have to do that anymore. And I know that for a fact. Hmm. But there should be there should be some love shown because if a person is going to show up, if you're going to get dressed and go, then let it be a loving place in churches. Let's roll up our sleeves in love. Amen. Let's let's bring the smile. Let's bring the love. Let's bring the concern. Thank you, Jesus. I, I want to give some shout outs to some of my sisters. Oh, my goodness. Our beautiful sisters in Christ. Now, Sister Pinkert, God bless you. I love you. You know, there's many sisters in Christ that I can just think of because when I showed up, 
They were there showing up in love and we had a chance to love on each other. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 1 through 10. Keep fervent in your love. Keep that's why we're I'm hanging out on that note. Let's keep fervent in your love. Let's look at what it, the word of God says about that. Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh and died for us, arm yourselves like warriors with the same purpose, being willing to suffer for doing what is right and pleasing God. Because whoever has suffered in the flesh, being like-minded with Christ, is done with intentional sin, having stopped pleasing the world. Amen. Because whoever has suffered in the flesh, being like-minded with Christ, is done with intentional sin, having stopped pleasing the world. Hmm. So that he can no longer spread, spend the rest of his natural life living for human appetites and desires, but lives for the will and purpose of God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And even in that, I want to say that when we're not trying to live like the world, we're not being tainted by how the world thinks. We can focus on living like Christ and sharing his love to each other. Amen. And then the world sees it and they want to be a part of that, too a part of God's family, a part of God's love. Thank you, Jesus. For the time already passed is more than enough for doing what the unsaved Gentiles like to do, living unrestrained as you have done in a course of shameless, sensual, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and wanton idolatries. In connection with all this, they, the unbelievers, are resentful and surprised that you do not think like them, value their values and run hand in hand with them in the same excesses of dissipation and immoral freedom. And they criticize and abuse and ridicule you and make fun of your values. All right, so so what, young people, if they want to call you, I don't know if they call folks squares anymore or goody two-shoes or whatever, so what? Let the world, they can ridicule you. They can call you a good, that's a good thing to be a Christian. It's a great thing. It's a wonderful, awesome thing to be Christ-like. So don't get all offended and want to be like the crowd because uh, yeah, the crowd, most of the world, you know where they're going. Yeah, they don't have the enlightenment to know who Jesus is. So they haven't received him as their Lord and Savior. So where do you think the world is headed? They're he- headed to a place that's not cool. Yeah. So if they want to make fun of you, so what? And they, but they will have to give an account to him. Capital letter H, talking about God, who is ready to judge and pass sins on the living and the dead. For this is why the good news of salvation was preached in their lifetimes, even to those who are dead, that though they were judged in the flesh as men are, they may live in the spirit according to the will and purpose of God. 
The end and culmination of all things is near. Therefore, be sound-minded and self-controlled for the purpose of prayer, staying balanced and focused on the things of God so that your communication will be clear, reasonable, specific, and pleasing to him. Capital letter H, talking about God. Above all, have have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins it overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others amen be verse 9 be hospitable to one another without complaint thank you jesus Verse 10, just as each of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God, multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Even the gifts and talents that we share, that God has given us, uh, we are to use them uh, for for each other in the church. That's another wonderful place. So if someone sings a little better than you, praise God. It's a gift. Yeah, if someone has a little bit more than you to give, praise God. It's a gift. But the main thing, hmm, thank you, Lord, above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. So that'll help us get past, get through uh, Sister Sourpuss hmm, uh, or Brother Lemonade. We'll get past it. But then Brother Lemonade needs to get it together. And Sister Sourpuss needs to put some sugar uh, on that on that frown to make it a smile. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God so loved us that he came down here and died for us. Yes, he did. Praise God. And with that, he's made a way. He's made a way to where we can come and be in right relationship with him. We can come into the family, his family. If you want to come into the family of God, pray this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you.
I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. And Lord over my life and my soul. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on your way. You are on your way. You have been grafted in to the family of God. Amen. And there is a pamphlet out there on the website at www.lfhhm.org. And that pamphlet, it's called The Road to Salvation. And go out there and take a look at that pamphlet. Uh, you can open it up. You can click on it. It'll open up. If You may need that PDF app, but I'm sure you have it on your phone if you open it up there and and it will make it more clear what to expect now that you have turned away from sin and turned towards God. That Now that you have a repented heart, now that you are, are open to be his child, it gives you clear, a clear understanding of what to expect next. Amen. If you need a church home, contact us and we'll help you find a church home. If you need prayer, contact us. Go out there to the website and contact us. And you don't have to put a whole lot in, just, you know, enough. And we can just call out your name if that's what you want to share. Amen. And we will we'll send up those prayers for you and uh, whatever you're needing to pray about. Amen. Uh, we want to give a big, big thanks to the uh, LFHHM volunteers. Thank God for you. And if, if you want to donate to the ministry, 
you feel free to do that you know we share in our gifts so that we can continue on because we all have the one God it's the one God and it's the ministry and the gospel of Jesus Christ that needs to go around the world and we want to tell as many as we can about the goodness of Jesus and the salvation that he has offered the world and the love that he has offered the world so feel free to go out there and donate there are several ways that you can donate if you would like to be a blessing in that way and just know that the Lord loves you he loves you I love you and that we're to love each other let's do that amen hallelujah be blessed and if the lord says the same we'll see you next time thank you for joining the lfhhm broadcast together with him special thanks to the lfhhm volunteers friends and the consultants at union rog hill films one god one church Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.